Let's just roll. Yeah, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Yay! Mind Gap Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And boy, we are coming to you live today from the I.O. Chicago Theater. And uh, we're hanging out in the green room with one very special guest. Uh, boy, the accolades uh, are way too long, so we'll introduce them first and go through them. Please welcome Rance Rizzuto! <laughs> hey! Rance, Thanks for me, guys. Thank you so much for being here. My, a, my pleasure. You're a busy man, and you're. We're very honored that you made time to hang out with us. Hey, no worries. You yeah. guys uh, found me at a good time. <laughs> a busy time. Uh, I was like, time I hope it's a it good time. Like. Busy, busy time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you know, uh, you are really good at what you do. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are a teacher. Uh, you actually I actually had you for a teacher level two. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note: you name were, drop. You were a great teacher. <laughs> Uh, really enjoyed that class. Um, you've performed at Comedy Sports. Uh, you've performed on the cruise ships for Second City. Yes. You perform here at I.O. At, uh, with the Deltones, Chaos Theory, and with uh, your two-person uh, improv musical theater. Musical theater? Musical improv uh, here with yes. Tara DeFrancisco. Yes. Which is amazing. All your facts are accurate. Yes. And uh, you're opening up your uh, your own theater. Uh, yeah. Soon in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, correct? Ohio. The Nest Theater with an R-E instead of E-R. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. So you're in the process of getting everything set up for that, huh? That's that's not stressful at all. No, no. It's it's really, really, like, when you learn all your stuff about improv, it's like all the same tenets apply to, like, uh, government permits and licenses. <laughs> it's like very, it's very just like, go with it. It's, it's the opposite. That's the kind of stuff that I think would drive me insane. I mean, I know, Justin, you've recently uh, started your own business, so I'm like, Good luck with that. Yeah, it definitely. It, it, to your point, it is very much like you just get like, all right, I guess we need this thing next. So we'll go to that office and we'll get this. And oh, we need. So yeah, you're. It's very bouncy. Exactly. The thing I, I I'm starting to enjoy it. Are you? Which is like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm this guy. But it's kind of a fun quest to be like, well, I, I don't understand this part of the forum. I'm going to call someone. Hey, is this? Do I just have to do this? Yep. All right, thanks. I, I knew what it was. All right, cool. <laughs> that is a good thing because you do have a wonderful, uh, I'd say, just great uh, group of friends and mm-hmm. you know people to call on to be like, question. And so oh, we'll yeah. give you the legit. Or probably they're like, yeah, I know a guy. Go talk to the. Go talk to this guy. He'll help you out. Yeah, between like family, friends, and business, just like knowing Sharna has paid sure. off. Well, as far as all the crap she's had to go through, sure, oh God, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she give you. Yeah, don't do this. Do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, you give you all the all the insights and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Has there been any point in the process of getting set up? Because you're, I mean, you're having to live in one state and then set up a business within the laws of that state. Has there been anything that's been like, not so bad? We're moving to Columbus, right? Right. And so we'll be. This will be the temporary location rather than there. Um, it's just been the weirdest thing for us has been. I think we're just going to sell like concessions, like bags of chips, candy, something like that. And just wanted to make sure, like, are we cool on our food licenses? And they said, uh, they they sent me this thing that said, like, well, are you are you using ice? Because <laughs> ice counts as food. Does I'm it like, really? Ice counts. I'm like, yeah. And she sent me this thing. All like, does water count as food? 
Water. I don't know that water counts as food, but Depends ice definitely on what counts. State it's in. Here, I'll read you the. I'll try and hunt the thing. Because in really some state, it's <laughs> food because you can chew it, <coughs> right? And you could possibly choke on it and die. So that's a liability, right? If and I wasn't even sure if it was just like you mean ice in a chest, or do you mean ice in the drinks? And uh, <laughs> and she said, uh, "Here's what she said," and I quote. Uh, I was referring to ice if being used or provided for serving with the beverage, per the Ohio Food Code, <laughs> as she puts this quote. Food means a raw, cooked, or processed edible substance, ice, beverage, or ingredient used or intended for use or for sale in whole or in part for human consumption or chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if we want to sell gum... <laughs> Gotta get I was like, do we have to get one of those sinks that are three different tubs? And do we have to get like a grease trap? And do we like, if we oh want to sell God. double Chips. mint gum? Oh my God. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is some, a group of people sat around and debated on exactly what should food be All considered. All that wording and everything. everything. That's the thing that drives me nuts yeah. with it is the legalese that you get into. And how many, amen- yeah. how many amendments did they come to, to like, to make that word? It was originally, it was like, all right, it's just raw or processed. It's like, well... What about, you know, ice? Yeah. <laughs> well, water's not, but ice, you can chew it. So that should be a food. Oh, Just some man. guy named Kevin in the back going, what about ice? Oh, what about, what, Kevin? It's always about ice. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You could choke on it. I think it's always from someone screwed up something. <laughs> right. Exactly. With like, we just had, we can have ice. Yeah, anyone can have ice. It's no big deal. And then someone like chewed it too much and broke a tooth. And they're like, well, we got to cover ice. On the <laughs> <laughs> Great. And so, because of that, now you need the grease trap. And exactly. The, all that sort of stuff, which is Are crazy. you selling ice? You need a grease trap. Yeah. That's the other thing. Sense. It's like someone in the government has a son that sells ice. And they're like, let's. <laughs> Let's make sure Absolutely. that let's make sure Tony gets his ice business going. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's all a big racket, no matter where you yeah. go. So, according to your Wikipedia page, you're originally from Portland, Oregon. I have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, isn't Absolutely. that crazy? I'm going to look that up. I am from Portland. <laughs> I am from Portland, Oregon. That's fantastic. Oh, I wonder. I wonder what what's real on there and what's not. <laughs> what uh, everything? Wikipedia is everything absolutely factual. Sure, we sure. all know this. So, you got your kind of your comedy start in Portland with comedy sports, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually started in uh, just a, a tad in college, and then uh, stopped. Got an office job and got bored in the office job pretty quick, and looked up improv and comedy sports. Was like four blocks away from my job, so it's <laughs> like well, this is cool. And just took classes and started performing there in '99. Nice. Yeah, did that for four years and then moved out here. Nice. Yeah, you came out here with the intent of. Furthering the uh, the improv. Oh yeah, yeah. I was doing comedy sports there. Uh, there was another theater called the Brody Theater that do, that did long form and comedy sports did short form. And it was as in any place that does improv, they were adversarial. <laughs> when there's two theaters, they're adversarial. When the third one comes in, they all realize, oh, we can all do this together. <laughs> uh, so they were. Uh, I got a little taste of long form, and um, someone lent me a tape that's like a documentary of Second City. Okay. It's like okay. the Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch, sure. uh, that cast. And just watching it, I was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and pe- like planned to save for a year and then left. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I was like all from one documentary. Like, I can do that. <laughs> that's easy. And then came here and was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's a little more difficult. That takes balls, though. I mean, I like I like the fact that. Or it, no brains. Or no, Well, look, sometimes those go part and parcel, right? Like you, uh, even starting your own business, like it's there. There's a certain personality type that you need to have to to do the, to take those leaps and to to want to try. 
Yeah, and it's not my personality type. That's the thing is like I feel like the people who succeed best at achieving these goals are the people who don't think about it and I very much analyze it and I'm like, what? <laughs> something in here, something like something in my instincts is like just enough in tune that I like fight my brain. <laughs> and be like, I think we can do this. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking at all the data. It'll happen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's how I am. I have a little side of me. It's called Practical Doug. And Practical yeah. Doug pretty much governs most of my life. I'd say like 80% of the time, Practical Doug's like, mm-mm. Or, yeah, that makes sense yeah. because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And then there's like the 20% of me, which is the more creative side. And most of the time, Practical Doug and Creative Doug kind of like mash pretty well. But part of the time, Practical Doug's like, you know, you at some point in time, if you want to keep doing this, you're going to have to make a decision. One or the other you can't do both. Yeah. Just saying it's down the road. Got to think about it. Got to think about it. I think for me, it helps that I have uh, my wonderful wife, Terity Francisco, who's mm-hmm. very, uh, who makes dreams come true. <laughs> Trademark <laughs> jingle for some other company, uh, but it's she's like like she runs she started the improv retreat the yes. the, uh, the summer camp for adults uh, doing improv stuff and that was just a a fever dream while she was in the hospital for like five days and she was like I wonder if we could make a camp happen and and we were just friends at the time but I'd worked at camps and I was like I think so and she made it happen and it was like whoa so I. I her, her, like being able to make stuff happen is enough to quell my. Uh, but data says part of it, part of life. <laughs> but what about the license? You know, what, what about the yeah. certificate of insurance? What about the ice? What about the ice? Son of a bitch! Are they going to chew gum? Because that's going to cost money. <laughs> it's so important to know. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy Thanks. for you and Tara. You um, and uh, it's. I think you guys are going to do great. And uh, it's going to be real exciting. Yeah, so. we're excited. We've had good turnout so far for classes and everything. If you're in Columbus, go to nesttheater.com. Sign up for classes right now. Do what, y'all. Do it now. Push pause on this. Go yeah. do that. Then come back and hit unpause. Or exactly. find a way to do both. I mean, computers today. I mean, right. Like, open a new tab or something. Yeah, processor right? speeds should be able to handle it's it. totally fine. You can listen to this on your iPhone and then also be on the computer at the same time. It's possible. The analy- I do it at the work The analytical side's coming out. Here we go. Yeah. See, there we go. Let's <laughs> well, see. You could do your iPad. <laughs> you could <can> do <laughs> <laughs> so many things, so many technology pieces you could use. So uh, I had a topic for today, which is a little bit heavier uh, than we normally do, called, you know, we're talking about masculinity. You know, just was talking about having the balls, you know, yeah. to do stuff earlier, you know, to really do stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, I had uh, mentioned to you off mic that I would started watching a documentary called The, the Mask I Live In, mm-hmm. which is uh, on Netflix. I highly recommend anyone check it out. It's very cool. Kind of uh, takes a peek at uh, masculinity in today. Kind of talks about some of the problems that we see in a lot of uh, young boys and young men. Uh, again, kind of some heavy stuff, but I was always kind of curious because Rance, you'd mentioned to me when I brought up this topic that you're like, you're like, I'm not, I'm not a very masculine person. Yeah, and I don't really consider myself to be very masculine. Justin, do you? No, <laughs> no. You see how long my hair is? <laughs> no, this takes forever. Man, in the morning. that's part of it. That has nothing to do with masculinity. <laughs> And uh, I, I just found it interesting because especially not only that, but within improv and comedy, you know, there's been a lot that's happened in the last year, especially with uh, sort of, you know, the stuff about harassment that's really come yes. to light and uh, some of the stuff that, you know, um, you know, I don't know if you, what you've witnessed or if you've seen a change or any sort of trends as far as like, you know, because I feel like, you know, improv and theater is, is a microcosm of kind of what we see in culture, yeah. especially with improv. It gives you an opportunity to really kind of like either really 
do very well or very poorly kind of display what's really happening as far as like yes. what, what we think. It's a, it's like a little window with a loophole of uh, we we need to be free to play characters as characters would be, but there's a lot of, um, for lack of a better word, douchebags who would <laughs> abuse that power in, in like a classroom setting of like, sure. wait a minute, so I can just like kiss whoever I want or grope anybody and that's like being a character? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what your language barrier is. but No, we, um, let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip. Fooey, yeah. I say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. We don't it. normally edit these, but we might have to edit that. My parents one out. are listening. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> can you tell in a class? Like, can you spot them pretty quick about who's going to be that that guy? Yes and no. It's like you can you you can get a sense. And the problem with improv class is you. It's like you can't really pinpoint it till the second time it happens gotcha so like the first time is like all right it's hard to say if you were just being a douchebag or if you were being uh if you were trying to play a character and you it just came out creepy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then the the second time like the second second exercise new set of characters new situation and the same stuff comes out then it's like i see what's happening here patterns Yeah. yeah Uh, so it's bad like patterns, bad <laughs> patterns, <laughs> and it's a tough. It's a tough like, oh boy, what a loophole we're gonna go down now. <laughs> it's a it's a tough situation because there's there's people abusing the that loophole of mm-hmm. whatever character I play I can be, and there's people abused by that loophole who aren't aware of their own power to uh, not just cave to like if. If you're in, if we're in a scene I and I'm in a scene with Doug and I'm like uh here's the fifty dollars that uh for sucking my cock prostitute uh then it's like <laughs> what a gift. then Doug Doug yeah what a gift then Doug might have to be like oh great I'm the prostitute in this yeah. thing right. whereas it's like there's so many there's so many angles you can take uh that go Sharna always uses this great example of like uh a thirteen year old of like finding a prostitute and being like uh, I'm 13, and today's I'm, today I'm going to be a man. Here's here's uh, here's twenty five dollars, or, or here's twenty five dollars. I'm I'm a man today, and I'm supposed to prove it. And the girl goes, "How old are you?" And she's like, 13. She's like, "Oh, so am I." And it becomes this sort of like ooh, <laughs> like look. It, it gets past the whole like, "Hey, look, I'm with the prostitute. And we're going to have sex," and gets into the like the deeper level of like, "Oh, we're the same age." Yeah, and what right. does that mean for a, a girl at 13 to have to like? Yeah. So. Like, we have to be able to play these characters and play this cool, darker, grittier level of stuff. But the facade of it is just the like stupid boner town jamboree of like, <laughs> what can I do to annoy my classmates? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I know personally, I've I've made those mistakes where I thought I was like, you know what, I'm going to play a shitty character because I'm going to be the butt of the joke. But I don't realize yeah. that I'm putting the other person in a terrible spot where they have to deal with my shitty, my shitty decisions yeah. as a character. Where I'm like, don't worry, I'll get my comeuppance. But it's like, yeah, but you're forcing me to go through this terrible character's yeah. decisions. And at a very like minimal level of the problem is that is that like the people who come in with that sort of douchebag air are the ones who have 
found out that they're frat brothers or think that's funny to like whatever yeah. the, the whole era of rape jokes any of that kind yeah. of stuff is just like ha 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 easy laugh yeah uh and it just doesn't play out in a in a great environment for for anyone so part of the problem is that person doing that stuff but part of the problem is all the people laughing at it that's the fair point too yeah, yeah. now conversely though like just to, to play devil's advocate oh um justin is notorious for devil's advocate i feel like when i was doing improv my scenes were super boring because i never took the chance to be that guy so sure. i always thought my like i never took risks when i did improv and i always played very vanilla characters and that's why i never felt like i got a lot i i feel like i could have gotten a lot more out of the classes had i pushed a little bit yeah. and just seen where the boundaries were but i was i was fucking terrified to do that and it just yeah. it, it hindered me completely it's uh, it's a tough like combination of like what teacher do you have or what place do you go or like it's it's whenever i teach we uh, whenever tara and i teach we always try to push for failure like we want big choices we want strong choices we want we want something you're probably going to fail at because then you're either going to learn or you're going to actually succeed and sure. uh, but you'll never know just by hesitating when, right. when you hesitate all you're doing is wasting everybody's time right. yours included uh but if you make a big choice you're either going to learn quickly that it's wrong or you're going to like if you try to if you try to ride a bike by putting your head in the chain you're going <laughs> to learn quickly that it doesn't work <laughs> and you can move on but if you just kind of stare at a bike for a while you're never going to figure out how to ride it right that's a great, that's a great analogy yeah. yeah the old head in the bike chain analogy <laughs> that old chestnut well, what I thought was interesting about this documentary, uh, The Mask I Live In, oh, was one of the first things they asked was, um, and I wrote it down so I can get the wording exactly correct, but yes. it's like, um, what age and what context did someone first tell you to be a man? If you guys can possibly hmm. I don't know. consider that. Because I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly, but I know a lot of it. I was I did a lot of sports growing up. Yeah. Um, and I know there was definitely a sort of an aura of don't be a pussy, you know, um, yeah. you know, suck it up, you know, don't, you know, oh my God, if you cried on the football field, Jesus, you know, what a never live that down. What a yeah. what a pussy he cried, right? You know, which I thought was hilarious because a lot of the guys, like some of the quote unquote toughest guys I knew who would fight through the pain, had the biggest physical problems later because they didn't take care of themselves. Sure, they developed scar damage or scar tissue. In their uh, in their joints and stuff like that, and uh, they were just trying to just be super tough all the time. They ended up like blowing out their knees and stuff like that, and they actually weren't able to compete further down the road. Right. But I know that's a very specific question <laughs> to be like, tell me where exactly and when yeah. someone told you to be a man, or was there a specific time in your life where someone was like, hey, Justin, be a man? You know? Yeah. And nothing like as you say that I'm like yeah. let just, like let let any like repressed memories just come flooding <laughs> back, but. I can't yeah, right. Really, yeah, <laughs> lock, unlock them, put them out. Let the reservoir go. I can't really think of a specific time either, but yeah. <clears throat> it has to be around. I mean, I'm sure at one point my dad or my grandfather, who my grandfather grew up in the in South Dakota in the 30s, riding horses, doing cattle drives, owned a shotgun when he was 12. Like, yeah, he did. I mean, that by all like definition or you know what society def like did woodworking his whole life like he was a man you know and yeah. so i'm sure at some point i did something and he was just like fuck up you know like yeah come on be you know don't be such a pussy about this or whatever yeah i'm sure he did i don't remember it but sure it my, would surprise I'm me sure my brother did. told me that a lot too i'm sure he did yeah <laughs> probably i don't i really don't have any re- recollection of that i think that's probably part of why i'm like 
Good for you. Masculinity. I don't think I'm that because I did, yeah. I, I hated sports. I never uh, like my dad wasn't into sports, and neither mm-hmm. was my mom. Not to single it out on my dad, but just to, like sure. let's go stereotypical here and say sure. my dad wasn't into sports. Yeah. So we didn't watch it. Uh, all I grew up in Portland, so all we had for major league sports was was basketball. Mm-hmm. And in uh, in 1976. The Blazers were in the finals, and we got in a car crash because everyone was listening to the game on their <laughs> radio. So it's like that took care of basketball for me. <laughs> I'm just like I'm, f- I'm five, and I this is bad. I don't care about <laughs> yeah. sports now. If this is what caused it, uh, <laughs> sports caused this. Yeah, horrible. So, so like I never really had sports. I mean, I played soccer as a kid, mm-hmm. and I played baseball as a like soup. Just like one year past. T mm-hmm. T ball like sure. once I realized like well, I don't just get hit off this thing anymore. <laughs> I'm out. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, and soccer once I was like I have a choice. Oh I don't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> There's bugs. Oh, there's like aphids out here getting my eyes all the time. I'm not doing this. I got stung by a bee. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I pretty much went down this path of I don't do anything. And uh, and my dad was at work all the time, which is great like mm-hmm. supporting the family so but i didn't have him like being be a man or anything sure. like that i can't think of it like we're very very open household of like we just had like did a lot of arts and crafts and stuff i wouldn't say uh i wouldn't say my dad is feminine but i'd say he enjoyed doing some classically feminine things like sure. anything artsy craftsy like needlepoint or uh bead work just mm-hmm. any it seemed like he was always doing some sort of craft leather work photography yeah sure not just uh but just like again staying in that stereotypical range of needlepoint didn't seem like a very like <laughs> hey bros you guys want to get together and <laughs> embroider <laughs> uh but he's good at it he, 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 he we we risuttos are good with our hands making <laughs> making crafts well i think that's probably a good thing too because you know a lot of the stuff uh that i a lot of that store stuff like be a man don't cry squash your feelings down right you know that doesn't make for good acting or improv because if you can't oh, access no. those emotions and i know that when i started wandering into uh you know improv three years ago i was i squished all that stuff down just because i was like nope this is what it is and i never really thought i was like a bro or like whatever but i didn't cry that much yeah. you know like i there was a time where i was like i don't know the last time i cried like yeah i, I had no idea and that's not a good thing. Like no you, way, sh- man. you should definitely feel those feelings. And like, and there was a lot of times, you know, with with my household, sometimes it would get, you know, my the Cochran family tradition is getting mad and then never talk about it. You know, that's <laughs> kind of what we do. Yeah. So there's a lot of just good family tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that stuff was like walk on eggshells, you know, get mad but then don't talk about. It. So again, you know, really squish it down. So I'd be mad about something, but then I would never let it out. So I would just be like, no, that's fine. That's pretty standard. I don't think yeah. we, it's not that I was like be a man in my house, but it was always like, uh, like very stoic and then outbursts <laughs> Yeah, for like dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Over little I told, things. Uh, I don't know if I should tell this. <laughs> You're in a safe space. You're in a safe, safe space. Place. Well, that's because I'm like the one person who's like, <laughs> looks fine in this story. <laughs> it's like my, like. My sister had a dollhouse. Hey, Shauna, how's it going? <laughs> and she was painting the windows, and uh, I left to go get a super big gulp, which was my <laughs> ritual of the day, if not twice a day, as a teen. And 
everything was fine. I left the house. My mom and dad are there. My sister is just painting the dollhouse. I come back. My mom and sister are holding each other crying, and my dad is gone. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? What's happened? Because like, like, easily the biggest blowout in Rizzuto history was this. <laughs> and I'm like, and so once it gets to the end of it, just know that this is easily the biggest blowout in Rizzuto history. Mom and sister holding each other crying. I'm like, what's going on? And they explained it to me. And I'll get to I'll, I'll save it for like the big reveal. I was like, that's what's going on. And I just started laughing and my mom and sister started laughing. And my dad came back, I don't know, a half hour later. He just like left to cool down. But it was because my sister had accidentally painted white paint on the window of the of the the glass pane of the window of the dollhouse. And she thought it looked cool like frost. And she started doing the rest of them. And my dad was like, What are you doing to this expensive dollhouse I bought you? And it just became this huge blowout. And so I missed all that, but I came back. I came back thinking, like, what? Like, like nothing like this has ever like happened. My before. life has just fallen apart. What the yeah. heck just happened? And my dad divorced my mom. What's going on? I don't know. I, my friends have di- parents with divorces, but I don't know. And my my family seems fine. And what's this? It's oh, frost, frosted paint on the window. That's right. <laughs> so it was fun to like laugh about in the moment. It was like if I hadn't left. I don't know what that like how how much more scarring that would have been because yeah. it was like yes. I was this devil's advocate voice of reason coming back to me like for paint on a window. <laughs> the, fact, on, the fact man. that you're able to make everyone else laugh too was probably yeah. like we're all like wait a minute yeah kind of cut the tension we're like okay cool we're yeah. all gonna come back to earth yeah brought brought the uh, re- reality of the situation like okay this is yeah in the grand scheme of things <laughs> yeah but I think it's it's so important to you know and I, I took a couple of classes at Second City you know one of the acting ones which was you know hey. You know, you got to feel your feelings for this to be anything worth a, yeah. worth a damn. And I remember one of the teachers was like, you know, your homework this week is to whatever you're doing during the week, take a moment to really acknowledge that you're feeling something when you are and let yourself feel it for like 15, 20 seconds and let your, remind yourself what that feels like. And I remember it was something stupid. A cat ran out in front of me when I was walking by and just irritates me because I'm like, I'm going to kick you. And you're going to make me feel bad, but you're like, you just, I'm a giant and you're just screaming it out in front of me. And I got so mad. I was like, going to do, I do my whole clench my fist thing. And I was like, no, let it out. And I was just like, fuck you. (laughs) I just was like, ah. And I was like, yeah, feel mad. Feel mad for like 20 seconds. And I was like, wow, I actually feel a lot better. Just like being mad. Yeah. For 20 seconds. And it's like, ah. It's amazing how cathartic it can be when you don't repress those and you just, you let your body, your body wants to feel it and you just let your body feel it. Yeah. Absolutely, and all that, but that's like cool. I'm going to use that if I have to be angry again. It's like think of that fucking cat just running. And like right now, I'm getting worked up thinking yeah. about the fucking cat. Just oh, like man, I'm oh. nervous, I'm within range. <laughs> Especially because I have my seats pulled back. I have, I have my daughter, and I'm like, I'm just one of my fears is I'm going to walk with my daughter holding her, and the cat's going to go, whoop, and I'm going to trip, and I'm just going to be like, no, in slow motion. Slow I'm going to do whatever I can to like, hit my head or whatever, just to make sure she doesn't get hurt. And I'm going to look up at that cat and be like, it's going to go meow. Or do something really cute, and I'm gonna be like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, cat." We've gone over this, man. Yeah. I agree. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think just the idea of you know, men aren't supposed to cry. Um, oh yeah. You know, if you cry, you're weak. You know, if you talk about your feelings, you're weak. I, I for a long time felt that way. Not, not like projecting it onto others, but definitely felt that way myself of like, you know, you can't let anyone know that this just happened. Like yeah. if, if I had a cry, then I was like, 
You got to get your eyes on red. You got to get your game face on. Like you're going back out in public. No one can know this just happened. And yeah. Eventually, I just finally was like, got my space with it, made my peace with it, and I'm like, who fucking cares? Like if someone's yeah. that concerned about the color yeah. of my eyes, like fuck them. Well, yeah. What is it about that that makes you know specifically men like feeling like, oh my god, I let someone see me? Like, what is it? Is it something that's built into our DNA? Is like that's a weakness, and now. You know, I think it's more for me. It's more of a vulnerability of sure. just someone knowing that I'm really fucking having a rough go of it right now. Yeah. Like and like n- me not wanting to like, like you like. Nah, I don't want to broadcast that out and be like, oh, look, oh, I'm crying. Poor me. Look at me. Like for me, it's more like it. I can have the emotion. I just don't want everyone to be sharing in this emotion. Sure. I think that's more so what it is for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just being that vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I cried in front of my wife a few weeks ago just because it was just like rough day with the kid. Just feeling stressed. She was screaming. I don't know Cat why. Cat out in front of you. Cat out in front of me. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. You know, and it, we just, you know, my wife and I had a little like back and forth. And I was just like, I need your help. <laughs> like, I just broke down. I was just sitting there going, oh, my. I like I couldn't look at her while I was crying. I'm like, why are you so embarrassed? Right. It's okay. Like, you're you're stressed. You're upset. It's okay. I feel like there's probably just a degree of like, like I do a lot of, I've done a lot of hypnosis training and all this stuff deals with what's going on in the subconscious and what you learn at a subconscious level and pretty much up until the age of five, you're just uh, your subconscious absorbs everything, um, and it's probably somewhere in that of just like probably a tired parent who's like sick of hearing you cry for so long about something stupid is like, don't stop crying. Right. Stop crying. And like hear hear it enough at a young age. And it's like, this is bad. This will make mom sad. This will make dad sad or angry or whatever. And it just like, we don't, we don't analyze it at that young age of why. And we don't remember it as an adult of like, why does this feel bad? We don't think like this feels bad now. Uh, even as as much as like we might be, we meaning us three might be like fine crying and and whatnot. There's still that like subconscious level of like uh, I gotta be <laughs> I gotta be cool. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm fine. It's uh, which is like too like for and it's not just for dudes too. It's like yeah. women too. Um, what's that new improv movie that's out? Oh, uh, don't think twice. Yeah, don't think twice. So Tara and I are moving, and, and her her brother. But I think both of her brothers. They're like uh, they wanted to go like on a triple date. I'm like, let's go watch this movie. And Tara's like, I don't know if we should because it's like we just like the day after we move, seeing a a film that's like all about improv teams breaking up and moving apart. It was like she's like, I don't know if we want to yeah. watch this and just be like, oh, what have we done? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be hilarious in a bad way. Yeah, for everybody. <laughs> did you go, did you go see it then or not? Oh, it would be to, tomorrow. Oh, or a day after tomorrow would be like the day we proposed. <laughs> and you're like, mm, I don't think we're going to no, do it. Thank you. Yeah. We'll we'll post an update when this actually goes yes. out. He did or did not go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, check in, check back in, see what happens. <laughs> so uh, one of the things the uh, the documentary also poses is like they ask the question, "What does it mean to be a man?" And I and I thought I would pose that question to you guys. Well, kind of like with you know, obviously, previous generations and time periods, like there was kind of the idea of what it means to be a man. What do you guys think it means to be a man today in today's society? Boy, that's a tough. It's a, It's like the nice thing in my head right now. I'm happy about is that 
my initial thought was, who cares? What's it like to be a human? Right on. Nice. Of, of. There's so like there's so many things that there's so many things we, the world, will say without even thinking about it. Um, I don't know how to give a good. I don't have a good example. I don't have like a, a head in a bike chain example. Of this <laughs> but it's like how many how many things are we saying that we don't even think about just because it's how we've always done it and. Meaning again, going back to it, we learned it at some route, and we've never thought about it. It just is part of our nature. Right. Um, but uh, it's like there's there's the the stereotypical divide of the man does this and the woman does this, and so many of those things are breaking down so quickly now that it's yes. cool to think about like what, who cares, man and woman? What does it mean to be a good human? Because uh, everything else that comes in my head is like, well, this is something I'd want to. Uh, a female to do or anybody to, sure. to, to look after just be like be protective be nice that's it uh, yeah <laughs> it's when you really break it down there's not much you know requisite to what you need to have a, like yeah like be be nice think of others yeah and, you know don't don't be a dick like it's funny because when you bring that up you're talking about like the stereotypical roles of like men and women i get so irrationally angry when i see like a laundry commercial and it's just women doing laundry Oh, I love doing laundry, Because man. I'm like, for the longest time, I was like the laundry guy, and yeah. 95% of the time, I cook in my house. And that blows people's minds. They're like, what? Right. Yeah. Like, when my wife is like, oh, yeah, my husband's cooking, and like, like really? She's like, yeah, he cooks all the time. I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, he's doing laundry. He goes, he does laundry, too. I'm like, I'm almost insulted. Like, yeah, I'm not a fucking moron. Like, I can do <laughs> yeah. these things. The like, thing that drives me up a fucking wall is when, is when a parent... Uh, when and I think you know where I'm going with yeah. this is is when uh, oh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> where is he going <laughs> is is when someone like the dad's watching and they go oh your babysitting tonight you're like no I'm fucking watching my child no I'm, I'm being not, a parent I'm being a parent this yeah. is what I signed up for no I'm not babysitting yeah I'm not my wife's not paying me twelve dollars an hour and giving me pizza like <laughs> wait a second she <laughs> might be giving me pizza but yeah. yeah but that's just part of the but deal. like that's I mean I don't have kids but like yeah. whenever I hear that being said or someone saying it i just want to smack them i'm like no that's not how that works or like the simone biles uh there was a commercial that was playing during throughout the olympics where it was like showing how amazing she is and then it was for laundry like a commercial for yes and i was like this could be for anything right and i'm sure this is your demographic and i'm sure it makes sense on paper like someone crunched the 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 the, the, did the math yeah like this makes sense but i'm like this is an Olympic athlete, a, a gold medalist, and it's right. see how powerful she is. She's like bouncing off the floor, and the judges are scooting back, and then it's like, and then she just goes and uses Little this Clorox. Yeah, I was like, like what? Are you, what? I feel like that to me. I was just like, uh, yeah. I mean, congrats, I guess, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, that it seems so demeaning to me. Do you think there's? I mean, do you think? Do you feel like advertising? Just the whole advertising marketing realm oh. is out of date. Like, or do you think not all of it? Do you think it's still? Do you think that still has the the correct impact they're looking for? Whether or not we agree with the message, do you think it's still relevant? Or do you think I think the, it's still unfortunately relevant to a good amount of people. Yeah. And the problem with advertising is that they, uh, they, and this is this is through like insider knowledge uh, <laughs> of they go most advertising is run past new jersey moms literally really where like they they'll like i did some like weird like test commercial for like being playing like a the mascot was a drip of coffee 
<laughs> or a drop of coffee and it was like i read these things and they send it and they'll do a mock-up of it and they'll run it past uh one of those test focus groups yeah, of sure. new jersey moms and whatever they think for whatever it's like it's oh, like shit. ohio and florida decide the election well <laughs> yeah. new jersey moms decide what commercials go out there <laughs> and and it's what just like so if anything seems like crazy we're looking at you, New Jersey. Thanks, moms. New Jersey. Thanks a lot, New Jersey. Because there's like some crappy, like, there's like that crappy McDonald's commercial where it's like, I forget what it's. It's like two, they're saying a couple things, and the one guy says like more like sandwich or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, what happened to all your advertising dollars, McDonald's? <laughs> it's, it was it's like what is it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what's two filters are going. He's like more like sandwich. Yeah. I'm like, it was the worst, it and then they but good. then they come out of nowhere with the little, like little boy and little girl like sharing the yeah oh, side by side, yeah. and it's the dad, and it's like you did it. Why <laughs> did you spend your money? <laughs> like I will never eat a McDonald's again. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will now. Now I might have a chicken McNugget. <laughs> well, it's interesting you brought up advertising too, because in this documentary they were talking about how hyper. Uh, Focused a lot of like kids' toys are towards boys and girls. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. If you look at the ads, it's disgusting. Like how ultra pink violence and pink. Yeah, right? like violence and pink and camo and like. Yeah. And they were showing like a lot of these commercials. I'm like, oh my god, because I haven't watched children's TV in forever. Like when I go, visit, you're I'm about like, to. Oh, I know. I'm not looking forward to it. But it's like you know when I see this and I'm just like the blast of like girls twirling around with pink bows in their hairs like with cupcakes and and then there's boys that are like yeah we're blowing shit up it's like whoa oh my god there's a stark difference between yeah. Yeah. these two different things that are you know for this is girls this is boys and like even right now like with my daughter like I don't like we have her in you know boys pajamas. Because it's awesome. It's got a little monster on it. Yeah, a little monster on her feet and her butt. It really. I mean, it really is with the parents, and it's like the whole just the, even just the blue pink thing of yeah. like of like that that separation of like it's kind of cool that a trend is like neutral. Like uh, uh, my friend uh, Renee and Jamie, they had a kid, and their the room was like yellow and gray, yeah. and just like that's the the colors they wanted in there. Yeah, absolutely. And like her, like my daughter's crib's gray. You know, yeah. we do a lot, you know, we'll do some purples and stuff, but like, I like blue, I like green, I like yellow. So I'm like, she doesn't have to have just pure pink right. stuff all the time. But my wife's not a fan of pink, thank God. So that's, you know, easy for, for that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, you're automatically defining someone based on like those two roles, which I can't stand. And it's it sucks yeah. because it's going to be blasted at them whether they like it or not oh yeah because i mean she's gonna watch the disney channel she's gonna watch you know nick jr and it, it's it that is just gonna it's gonna perpetuate that you know, you know that but socially as well you know she'll right. be talking you know with boys and girls and she'll want to fit in so she'll yeah, want right. to assimilate into the social group and you know hopefully she really does enjoy that stuff and that's cool one way or the other i'm i'm all for it i just hope she doesn't become a cheerleader that's all i'm asking <laughs> guys is that too much to ask is that too much to ask just on, don't guys. be a cheerleader that's all i want I'll put up with anything else. Just don't be a cheerleader. You could luck out, and she could be a trendsetter. And she may not. She she may not like care about. She may draw everyone else away from liking the stereotypes. Maybe. All I hope is that she likes Star Wars. That's really all I'm asking. Is that too much to ask? Don't don't be a cheerleader and like Star Wars. What if she only likes Episode One? Oh no, not, <laughs> not possible. Don't own that movie. So, <laughs> but what if she like like a friend has it? Oh shit. And like a friend's dad is like, you got to see this movie. She's like, whoa. 
Who's this Jar Jar Binks? First of all, first of all, I'll be like, you son of a bitch. I'm letting her watch this in a specific order, and it may not even include the prequels. So, as of right now, we'll see how eight, episode 8 and 9 go. But as of right now, 4, 5, and 6 are the starters. We'll decide whether or not 1, 2, and 3 are worth it. I can't tell, but we'll see. Yeah. So, but um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I, I'm concerned for that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I guess I don't know. If I had a son... I think I'd be a little more concerned about him and his what he'd be up to in this world these days. Yeah, I think it all. I mean, it takes you got it, it, it all goes back on the parents. Yeah, and whatever the parents do, all goes back on their parents. Yeah, and it's just like how it's like a slow chain of breaking the cycle. Uh, one of Tara's friends came out to see our show, and we were talking with them afterwards, and they were catching. There was like high school friend who has, she hadn't seen in a while, and she's like, uh, "I've got two kids; they're six and eight. The eight-year-old just like a real like boys boy, and uh, my other son, six-year-old, he's essentially a girl. He he loves to wear dresses. He loves to do dance. He loves to make music. And I'm just like, whatever you want to do. That's awesome. So so she's just like, I don't know how to I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. But uh, but it's not about me. It's about what is my child like and how sure. do I how do I, so like the more parents that can do that. Yeah. Not that like. So many other parents with all the other kids that this kid's going to have to deal with is probably yeah. going to be hell for him to be like, I don't fit the norm of what's going on. Right. But this is luckily the society is leaning more at this. I'm changing my mind on it. <laughs> on one hand, it's starting to lean more to like just being accepted and be who you are. On the other hand, it's like very divisive. Like yeah. the yeah. Trump, the Trump side of things. Sure. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you also have online nowadays where it's yeah. like the online bullying is also something that terrifies me, and I'm so thankful I didn't have that stuff when I was growing up. Like, yeah. That would have been a game changer when I was growing oh, up. That would, would have, have been sucked. terrible, yeah. and I can't imagine surviving that, coming out the other end and like being like, I did it, I survived oh, it, man. versus, you know, it's it's bad enough as adults, but at least as an adult, I'm like, I'm going to choose not to participate in this, bye-bye. Yeah. I have the emotional intelligence to be like, Mm-mm, not worth my time, whereas you're in high school. You get picked on during the day, and then you come home, and then, by the way, internet-wise, you're getting picked on there, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, playing online video games these days is hard without someone just being a douche canoe yeah. at all times. Like, ah, hey, you're a noob. I'm like, the game just came out, man. <laughs> you Hold are, on too. a second. I'm trying to figure it out. Did you say douche canoe? Douche canoe. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to use that. I like it. <laughs> that is a gift. A douche a, canoe. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I, I, just, I, uh, I worry. I worry too much. You know what you don't have to worry about? The throwdown, baby! Yeah, look at that, man. Nice. That was like a car wreck. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I love it, man. That was great. So in honor of the topic today, yes. and I know we're, we're, we're hitting the time when shows are going to start here at yes. I.O., so we're going to wrap this up a little early today. But uh, in honor of the topic, I thought we'd pick two of the manliest men I could think of. Oh, boy. To throw down with each <laughs> other. So we're going to go the, the legend Around Chuck Norris oh, versus the legend around Clint Eastwood. Oh, ooh, ooh! And so it's 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 the caricatures of both okay. of them. All right, not just the okay. two old dudes, <laughs> but like in their That's prime. You know, like dirty Harry Clint Eastwood versus like you know whenever Chuck Norris. And what is it? What I don't, I really don't understand what this throwdown is supposed to be. Other than so, if, like, if the two of them went face to face, who walks out? Who wins? Two men in or one le- one man leaves? Okay, <laughs> you start. <laughs> well, let's. Look, you want to paint the scene real quick? Yeah, where, so I, where are they at? Hardware uh, store. All right. Chuck Norris is buying boards to break. Okay. okay. All right. Great. So he's he's in the hardware store. He's buying boards. All right. And uh, Clint Eastwood comes by. He was he was uh, chasing 
Dirty Harry comes. He was chasing a bad guy. Okay. Bumps into Norris. He drops all the boards, and the boards just break. And he's like, you motherfucker. Okay. And then, so now they're face-to-face, middle of the hardware store. They have anything they can use at their disposal. <laughs> Boom. Great. So, uh, I th- Or they're in space, either way. Usually, it ends up in space for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. Great, but, great, great, great. Um, I kind of feel like Chuck Norris has the advantage just for pure fighting skills, like hand-to-hand combat. I feel like he would make most use of all the tools around him. Whereas I feel like uh, Clint Eastwood, while he has the very intimidating presence, and he probably has a gun on him, that hasn't stopped Chuck Norris Dirty Harry, he's definitely got a gun. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got a gun on him. He's got the world's most powerful handgun on him. Dirty Harry, would he be able to stand up to a Chuck Norris in a fight? You know what I mean? That kind of character? I think think Chuck is toast, because here's what's going on. Okay, (laughs) throw it down. Here's what's going on with this scenario. We'll stay in Home Depot with that scenario. (laughs) Is that Dirty Harry ran into him, and essentially, just with a, a just with a turning around corner and a bump, broke all the boards. <laughs> so Chuck's already going to be in his head, being like, mm, "Am I am I good?" He's, he's like already going to be doubting himself. He's already going to be doubting himself of like, I can't believe I was just going to like break all those boards, and this guy just run, ran into me and broke them all. <laughs> like, and, and then uh, if it came down to it, I think. Clint Eastwood would just shoot him in the hands, and he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to end feet, and he wouldn't be able to like be too sore to like chop, 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 and kick. Oh my god! Like, I love I, it. I feel like my position has been very devastated because I guess I am riding on all the Chuck Norris jokes, you know. Right. That you know, but I think I, that's what I was. I was initially yeah. leaning Norris, but I, I, I was there was a part of me that was thinking, and you completely validated it. Is that? <laughs> That I was like, no, like Dirty Harry could get in his head. Like that's what Dirty Harry did. He got in your fucking head, and he just sat there and stared at you until well, you're that, like, I'm sorry. He did that, and then he probably immediately would assess the situation and be like, pull out the gun, right? And then Chuck Norris would be like, I don't know, man. He broke all this, and it's like, ow, yeah. It's like, He's, yeah. Dirty Harry is so measured and calm. Now, yeah. if this maybe if this scenario had no boards in it, <laughs> <laughs> like if there was, if it was just like. Chuck is just walking through Home Depot. He's still in Home Depot. Yeah, still in Home Depot. He's about to buy the boards, but he doesn't have them yet. And he runs into them. By the time Dirty Harry grabs his gun and gets it out there, kick out of, kicked out of his hand, and he's okay. But like that, because the boards were there, and because the boards were broken, it gave him just enough. Like he might have thought to himself, like, "Have they been selling me flimsy boards?" Have they been giving me these flimsy boards all the this practical time? practical side of him is yeah. like going through his head going, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not Did a... I think I could break all these boards, but they were just these flimsy boards the whole time? Or is this guy that strong that he could just run into him and break these boards? And in that time, he's completely too late. Just, too late. Yeah, you lose your edge. You lose your window. I have to agree with you. You totally win. You're right, absolutely right. Dirty Clint Harry. Eastwood, Clint Dirty Harry, you got it. Fantastic. That's fucking amazing. Rance, thank you so much for the time. Uh, thank I you. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun hanging out, chatting with you. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Nesttheater.com. That's a theater with an R-E. It's a theater that's starting up in Columbus, 15 West Cherry Street in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be opening in uh, the grand opening, I believe, will be on October 22nd. And uh, you can also find out more about Tara and I. We tour around the world. So wherever you're listening to this, we could probably come to you. Bring us. Uh, go to Hear the Musical, H-E-R-E, the musical, or TaraandRance.com to find out more about our two-person improvised musical show. We've got two shows left. 
here in Chicago, September 1st, September 8th. You won't make it to the September 1st one, because that's right now. But just so you know, it happened. Um, and it was marvelous. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go to terradrains.com or nesttheater.com to find out more about what's going on with us. Fantastic. We'll put links up uh, as well so that everyone can visit that. And we'll uh, probably have this releasing uh, September 8th, which is... Today, yeah, yeah, Wink, yes, oh well, yeah, yeah. Today, come Absolutely. out tonight, come see it, come see it tonight. Come I O Theater, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, last y'all. show of the run. That's right. Check it out, guys. You can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And we're we're slowly creeping up. We're creeping up to guys. the thirty followers. Thirty mm-hmm. followers, and it's just gonna be a whole just unleash the the hounds. unleash the Doug. Yeah, unleash what, the Doug. Once you get to thirty, that's when it just like cracks open, and then everyone's like. Follow it. <laughs> if I can figure out how to, I tweeted today and I tweeted at someone as opposed to just, tw- I don't know how Twitter works. You did, no, you did it right. I watched it. I monitored it. And oh, did I it did right. it again. But after I tweeted the person directly, I was like, sorry about that. I don't know how this works. I'm an idiot. <laughs> There's seven of the same message. I was like, derp, derp, derp. And Justin has a website. You can find me online at justinstrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milo Stevanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. And it truly is the best bar podcast ever. It's true. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Snapchat at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out uh, on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Review us on there. Let us know if there's a topic that you want us to talk about or if you think that you got the uh, the cojones to be on the show. Let us know. and then Or uh, ovaries. Or ovaries. <laughs> Thank you, My Rance. apologies. Thank you, Rance. If Man. you got the guts, because everyone's got guts. <laughs> if you have the courage. If you got the courage. There you go. If you're uh, brave. <laughs> and then Tui State Productions is TuiState.com and Tui State on all social medias. Excellent. Rance, thanks again. My pleasure. Justin, thank you. My pleasure. Guys, I love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Mind Gap Podcast.